delighted, hmm? Delighted? Delighted? Why would God have any delight in her? Why would God have any delight in this city? Why would God have any delight in this place, this land, this city, this Jerusalem, this Zion? Before it was called forsaken, before it was called deserted, before its land desolate. This city, it was this city that was the haven of sin. Altars of Baal in its walls. Pole set up to Asherah. The blood of innocence going from one end of the city to the other end of the city at the hand of this city's king. The citizens of this city did more evil in the eyes of God than the nations. And her king, again, her very king, Manasseh himself, bowing down and worshiping the starry hosts. Delighted? Delighted in this place with this kind of people, with this kind of reputation? And now the words of our text say that her righteousness will shine, her salvation will come. What has changed? What is going on here? Has God changed his mind about this city, this place, this people, this land? What is happening here? And the answer is found in Isaiah 40, verse 2. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity, her sin is pardoned. It is forgiven. It's paid. But it's paid by whom? And, and how is it paid? Some say it's paid by the children of Israel themselves, that they've paid for their salvation. They've learned their lesson. They've done their time. They've served their service. They have suffered their sufferings. Enough is enough. It is enough. And now a judicial God looks upon them and says, it is enough. Your debt is paid, and you've paid it. That's what some say. What do you say? Is it ever enough? 
Is the warfare ever enough? Is the suffering ever enough? Is the time ever enough? Is the service ever enough? Is 48 years enough? Is 50 years enough? Is 100 years enough? Is 500 years enough? Is 1,000 years enough? Is a millennium enough? Of hard service and warfare that their sins would be paid for? And you... You're the one sitting here this morning. What about you? Is it enough? Do you suffer for a sin? Do you hold a sin against yourself? Do you hold the impact of one of your sins deep down in your belly, letting it fester, hoping that it will fester and fester more? Because maybe the more it festers, the more you suffer, the more pain you have, the more warfare you go through, the more you'll make up for that sin. Are you trying to pay the penalty for your sin? Are you trying to do your own time? Are you trying to serve your own service? Well, are you? And if you are, is it enough? Is it ever enough? Have you made up for that sin? Have you taken your penalty away? Have you released yourself from your hardship and your warfare? Is it over? Are you at peace? Is it enough? It's never enough. It's never enough. But their righteousness will shine, and their salvation will come, and their debt is paid. And the answer is found in Isaiah chapter 62. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. See, your salvation comes, Jerusalem. Your reward comes, not by your hand, not by your suffering, not by your good deeds, not by your time served, but by the hand of God. Truly and only a divine act of mercy and love. And certainly, their righteousness will shine, their salvation will come, and it will come as a gift by God alone. And it will come by his love alone. And see, your king has come. What a privilege you have to sit here in this company and to look into God's Word and to see that your King has come. Your King has come into the confines of the small town of Bethlehem 
resting in his mother's womb, your king has come. And your king has come riding on a colt, riding on a colt into the gates of old Jerusalem. And oh yes, your king has come walking out of that same city. Your king has come stumbling out of that same city. Your king has come falling on his knees under the weight of the cross out of that same city, this city, to hang on that cross. Six hours on a Friday on this cross. Is this enough? This is enough. Six hours on this Friday with the Son of God hanging on a cross is enough for you, O Jerusalem. It is enough for you, O Zion. It is enough for you. It is enough for you, for your redemption. It is enough for you, for your life. The abundant life which God has given you, it is enough for your forgiveness, your daily forgiveness, your salvation. Six hours on this Friday is enough for you. For this morning, for this afternoon, for this evening, for tomorrow, and forever. And you, and you also will no longer be called deserted. You are no longer forsaken. You are no longer desolate. You also have been given a new name. So rejoice! You have a new name. You will not walk this life as those forsaken because you're not. You're new. Everything about you is new. So rejoice. So be glad in this one who has come for you, for this one who has interfered with your life because you needed what he had to offer. He came right in, right when you didn't expect it. He set up his camp right in your midst, and he gave you the world. The world everlasting. And so today, you sit here as people who have a new name, no longer deserted, no longer desolate, no longer forsaken, no longer downtrodden. But you sit here today, my friends, my wonderful friends, you sit here today. I stand here today as the redeemed of the Lord. That's your new name, the redeemed. 
the citizens of God's everlasting kingdom, the children, the sons, the daughters, and therefore the heirs of a kingdom that will not start tomorrow, that is not some sort of pie-in-the-sky kind of dream, but it is one that is here for you now. And that, and the gift that gave you that, that gift of Christ and him crucified, that is enough. You need no more. He said it with his own lips to tell us die. Amen.